Power Project family, how's it going? Now, we have had so many different guests that have come onto our podcast, and we've talked about meat a lot. And the one thing that everybody that tries Piedmontese says is that it is some of the most tender steak they have ever had. I think, actually, Sean Baker came on and talked about the lack of connective tissue in the cattle. Yeah, he broke it down scientifically. But yeah. It, yeah, he did. <laughs> That's the reason why when you whatever cut you get, whether it's a ribeye, whether it's a flat iron, whether it's a bavette, no mm. matter when you cut into that steak after it's cooked, you're not getting any of that chewiness, that, that gristle that you have to spit out because you can't mm. actually chew it. Piedmontese is super tender. They have great cuts that are low fat, high fat for whatever diet you're doing. They're just an overall amazing beef company. Andrew, how can they get it? Yep, that's over at Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. At checkout, enter promo code POWER for 25% off your order. And if your order is $150 or more, you get free two-day shipping. Again, Piedmontese.com, promo code POWER. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. There's these homes in... um in Washington that are like on this lake uh-huh. and uh, it's like the top like 1% of the 1% just people are just fucking loaded. I took a video and showed like where there's a um, there's a tram that takes you from like people have like a pretty big ass house on like a mountainside and then they have kind of a smaller house that's like beachfront what? and there's a fucking tram but it's not like there's one tram that takes all of them around. There's one tram per every lot. And then I, I must have saw like 20 of them. And like uh, Russell Wilson's house is like a few miles away from where Bill Gates is. But then there's Bill Gates and then there's Jeff Bezos. And like you can't see Bezos' shit. His stuff's like way back. But Bill Gates on one chunk of property had like 12 different homes. It was like 66,000 square feet. Uh, 24 bathrooms they said that man doesn't even probably what? live there for no 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 just... so no one lives anywhere we didn't see anybody i don't it, it that's was it was for that area okay. it was fucking beautiful that's okay that makes sense no one's around i mean it is it is like you know washington that's, so it's rainy i'm but. like confused like why why do they have all these properties in washington because like, they have property properties in like, like in la everywhere everywhere they have properties so they whenever oh. they go anywhere they can live anywhere they have properties everywhere but uh this is like one it. of the richest places in the united states i mean oh, it's just like I, I know i don't know much about the united states none of it, make, I, none I, of it makes no any idea. sense why, why no. would it be there i don't get it is there like a tax break or something that yeah, i don't know yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> no I, I uh so i think that bill gates just established himself there and i think uh Bezos, same thing. And then also the okay. coffee dude, That's right. the Starbucks Sorry. guy. That's um, right. I hate being dumb, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, it's it all, not it all, dumb. It all, but it, it did all start up there, though. I, I don't even know like where Bill Gates is originally from. I don't mm-hmm. I think he's, from what I remember, I think he's from like Florida or something like that. I don't know. Hmm. But yeah, it's just, it ended up being like a tech thing up there. So that's why they're all there. It's like Silicon Valley kind of thing. Wow. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Um, guys... Just so you know, because Mark and Andrew know, I have this this uh, I have this hoop that's like chilling out the <laughs> of my stomach currently, and it's just like it's churning. It's not even churning; it's still. You know when you have like a heavy thing there, mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. like I don't want to move right now. And then at a certain point, it's just going to be like hello, and yeah. I'm going to have to run. So. It's the um, just letting you know. Like there's like an evil wizard down there, like stirring like the cauldron, <laughs> like laughing, you know, because he's like brewing it up. Yeah, 
It's an evil. Yeah. It's an evil laugh. Yeah, it's he's a, like, "Oh, this is going to be nasty." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You that was good. That was good. So goblin. you've seen you've seen it before I've too. Seen huh? him. Okay. I've seen him. Yeah, I always I like, I imagine it because like especially if it's not very solid. But you know how like a water hose when you, you, you like kink it, mm. yeah. you can kind of feel like oh like something's wrong, and then when it unfolds, you you feel your intestines like just the floodgates open up. Yeah, and I, I just I man that that's a weird place to be in. You ever get like brought to your knees from it, like where it feels like <laughs> knotted, where you're like oh like, I, it kind of like almost hurts. You're like what the fuck? Yeah, like like yeah. like leaned over on the counter, like in the kitchen, like fuck, I just gotta get to the bathroom. It just. Yeah, it, that's that's not good. Sometimes that's just like it, it, it's a little bit disturbing because you're like, is there a problem? <laughs> oh, <down there?"> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I got it. Well, this is typical of us to have this type of talk before an episode. But have you guys ever had poops that when they come out, like your butthole hurt? Yeah, like it came out so hard that you're like, ooh, absolutely, kind of sore. Like that. That's not fun. That comes out kind of dry. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it feels like you got to kind of control it on the way out so that yeah. it comes out correctly so it doesn't hurt. Yes. And you're like, whoo, thank God I'm skilled. <laughs> oh, man. It's like, it's like moving the, uh, moving a couch into the apartment. You're like, no, you got to put this end in yeah. first and then you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lift up your end a little higher and then push it through. But imagine how much harder that must be for somebody who doesn't really like lift or have like booty control. Who mm-hmm. talks about buttholes as much as us. Yeah. Hey, like because we have the ability to, you know, flex and relax mm-hmm. and shit, you know, and and like, you know, but. And then on top of that, like, that's tough. we're enhanced with the uh, bidets. Like, I, dude, I, you have a bidet. I, I, I I'm still living in the 99. percent Y'all are in the one percent. Yeah, to get a bidet. bidet. I know, I know. Because what about a detachable shower head? You have one of those? I do. I use oh, it. Oh, I, use it. Yeah, I yeah. use it. I use it. I'm I'm real. Basically I the have, same thing. Just, oh yeah, it's amazing. It's great, <laughs> especially when you turn the water pressure high. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're using it for a little too long. <laughs> It does, hey, I, I'm not gonna. It does Change feel the good. There was a meme going around about that for a while. I don't know what? if you ever saw that. Was it for women though? No, no, women for, love those. I know. <laughs> well, I know that, but it was like a guy, and a guy was like, he finished with the shower head or something. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it was a meme. It was a thing for a little while. He finished with the shower head. What? Yeah, that's what I, I know. I didn't get it, but I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get it, but I got one. <laughs> I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I think he's like putting on his dick or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe up his privacy. Bubble. Who knows? Yeah, I could never do that in front of a woman. Who, yeah, who knows? I would never do that. He, he would. You're, uh, <laughs> we have your poop thing going right here. The sand <laughs> timer. Yeah. The sand counter. Doo, doo, oh, God. Doo, doo. Mark, how was Seattle? It was awesome. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Jake uh, kicked back and he went to, he works at In-N-Out now and he was, uh, hitting the gym and stuff like that. And we went with my wife and I went with Quinn and we had an amazing time. It was really cool. Like we went down to like the market where they like throw the fish and mm. all that different crap down there. And they have the original is, Starbucks is down there. Is that thing, is that for like uh for show or is that like the, is that actually what they do down there? They, I think, I think originally I think they used to just like, it's like a gross job, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then so I think they just had fun with it and they take a lot of pride in it. So they chuck the fish around and they have, they have fun with it rather than it being like this miserable job where you smell like fish all day. Yeah. I think okay. it was just a different way to go about doing it. But nowadays, like, they don't really do it as much. The market is very crowded. Mm-hmm. So they can't really, like, just 
chuck fish around left and right. But if you just throw money in the tip jar, they start, they, they'll amp it up and they'll chuck it around and mm, that kind cool. of thing. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a good time. We went on a uh, boat trip and that's where we saw Bill Gates's house and, um, Jeff Bezos's place and stuff like that. And that was, we went past the university of uh, Washington as well, mm. like the stadium. And it was just cool. It was kind of a random trip, but like, uh, when I saw one of my friends up there and we were talking and he's like, what are you doing up here? I'm like, just hanging out with my daughter and hanging out with my wife. And he was mm-hmm. like, that's fucking legit, man. He's like, you don't really hear that. He's like, mm-hmm. you're not here for anything. I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm just hanging out. Yeah. He's like, that's fucking cool. I love doing that. Whenever we have time to do shit like that, I like doing that a lot. It is, it is cool that you do that, by the way. I mean, I, I know that like you've, you've built your, your businesses, you and Andy, so that you guys can have time to do this. But I've, I don't know if I've been noticing in this, this incorrectly, but I've been noticing you guys just going and doing shit more. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how the prior years have looked, but it's, if you guys are just doing that off a whim, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, like, time's running out, my man. You know, my yeah. kids are getting older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, they're, uh, you know, Jake's already staying back for work and (laughs) next thing you know, he's going to be staying back for a girl or whatever else. Right. So I know. Um, (laughs) so, you know, we got to, it's, they're in like critical years, you know, they need us Mm -hmm. around and we're always, we've always been around, but uh, a little harder to move around when they were younger. Mm -hmm. But you know, now we can kind of just go into Bodega later today. Going to be hanging out there for a bit. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, you know, time's running out. The kids don't even want to go. So really, Andy and I are like, "Fuck it, we'll go anyway." <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I think about that stuff too because, like, right now with Aurelius, he's like, so he is walking, like he's doing the like sumo wrestler like waddle, and then he'll like collapse or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it would be sick to go like I don't know anywhere. And I'm like, man, but it's going to be different now because the last time we went somewhere it was like to the Tahoe house and at mark's tahoe house not mine and he wasn't moving he wasn't he was just there I'm like now we have to keep an eye on this little guy because he takes off mm-hmm. so like this the whole dynamic of you know the family life it's like it's changing every month yeah. you know or week or whatever he requires a lot too you gotta bring so much shit with you. so much shit <laughs> yeah it, it's a lot but yeah, I can't wait for him to get a little bit older so we can have that but then there's gonna be that like oh shit like don't get too big though <laughs> How's the hammy? Oh, the hamstring's good. It's nice. like <laughs> coffee spilled everywhere. Um, <laughs> the hamstring's really good. I think because number one, good rehab. Number two, my hamstring's already pretty strong, and I've been doing a lot for it. Something like this would typically take a while, but I'm doing single leg hamstring curls. I can do a Nordic again right now, mm-hmm. as in like put force in that hamstring. Um, That's got to give you some confidence, right? Oh, absolutely. I can run right now. I didn't didn't go really mm-hmm. fast but i can run so that feels good i did jujitsu twice on sunday and today uh, and yesterday and it feels really good so i'm just going to keep strengthening it working through that and <laughs> you know it, it's it's funny uh the mistake i made is i just wasn't sprinting like i did a few sprint sessions mm-hmm. before graham came just to see can my can i handle this right now or and it felt good but i should have <clears> done more you know, it's, it's really that simple. Um, and when I, when I was, when I talked about that, a lot of people are just reading too much into it. But the simple thing is if you're going to do anything new, like I think a great example of this was Andre Milanichev. You remember when mm-hmm. he said, okay, I'm going to work up to, what was it? Like he wanted to work back up to a seven or 800 pound squat. Yeah. Like 800 pound deadlift. Yeah. 800 pound deadlift. So you see this dude in here 
doing a session with like 315 mm-hmm. and stopping there and doing a session with 405 and stopping there. This is Andre Milanichev, <laughs> still got the biggest fucking hands, still <laughs> built like a shit brick house. Like, mm-hmm. And he's working with these laughable weights. Why? So he can ease himself into being able to pull 800. He doesn't just start by pulling 500 and 600, even though he easily probably could. Mm. He works his way into it. And I didn't do that that much. I should have done that for months before Graham, but like it was kind of impromptu. So I was like, I could probably handle this if I don't put my foot on the gas too hard. And Mm. I didn't. But even though I was going kind of easy, it wasn't easy enough. So it's, it's that simple. I felt so good the other day. I did some sprints and I was able to open up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt amazing. And I was like, yeah, I could, I definitely know there's like, there's some other gears here, but I can't really mess with them because I, <laughs> I haven't, <laughs> haven't brushed up against them even in like a really long time. Not even, not even for like a split second to do anything. And people might think, well, when you lift heavy weights and stuff, but it's just so different. Like the lift takes, it takes a long time to do like a heavy deadlift. It takes a long time to do a heavy squat. It's, it's, uh, it's sort of almost slow in a sense. And also uh, the recruitment of your muscle fibers. Like it, it, even if you're doing something explosive in the gym, yeah. there's nothing that's going to really compare to especially sprinting. You're on one leg at a time back and forth. And someone could say, oh, you could, you know, you know pull the sled or you could, you know, that's lunge. Or, yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't mimic any of that. The the one thing I I would say that you could do is you could potentially run with a sled, which would be like, and I, I mean run, not sprint, but you could potentially run with a sled and that would be nice because it would actually slow you down a bit mm-hmm. and it could mimic some of that a little bit or pushing on like a tank and you're almost like using the tank as a, uh, like a walker almost because you have some of your weight kind of leaning into it and you're moving slower or like sprinting uphill, like all those things. You might be able to totally let loose and just go as fast as you want uphill because you're going to be moving so slowly. So it's it's just all of it's way different than just sprinting on a flat surface. That's for sure. Absolutely. There's a lot of forces involved and it's but it feels exhilarating. It feels fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing your boy can still say is like, even though I pulled my shit. Before I pull my shit, I know I'm still fast as fuck. I still got that shit. So I just need Mm -hmm. to build back up to it. I need to do some – I'm going to be doing maybe uh, probably starting this weekend because I should be able to like go at like 50 to 60% this weekend and open up. I'll start doing that and I'll maybe start doing a sprint session two to three times a week. It's not difficult to do. I can fucking do that on concrete if I wanted to. So – I'm just gotta add that in light, it, bro. <laughs> hey man, nah, <laughs> I feel fucking good. I, I, like I'm, I'm, I feel really happy. No, it that is amazing. That's still to, there, it is amazing to feel that way. Yeah, I'm starting to feel that way every day. Like I feel, um, you know, when I get out of bed every once in a while, I'm a little wrecked. Like I was a little wrecked yesterday because I worked out in Seattle when I woke up and I sprinted the hills a couple times and Saw I walked that. backwards on those hills. Holy fuck! <laughs> you want to work out? Mm-hmm. Holy shit, man. Walk backwards up a pretty steep hill. It was embarrassing how hard it was. Like my legs kind of cramped up and gate and like almost gave out on me after going up one time. You guys know how much I'm dealing with the sled all the time. Yeah. The hill is a totally different animal. I was like, what the fuck? Just walking or were you just walking? I mean, I was trying to go a little bit fast, but it it was, it's dumb. It's (laughs) dumb how hard it, it, I mean, it was. It ended up being a really good workout. I ended up, I went back and forth, uh, backwards and forward. And uh, it's cool. My wife's always down to like train with some of that stuff. But 
I could tell like when the workouts are too much, she just gets real quiet. I'm like, fuck. Mm. I'm like, I fucked everything up. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't, so she doesn't stop. She just like no, keeps no, going, but she just She would never anything. stop. She's not going to like quit. She's not going to, yeah, she's not going to complain, but she'll just get <clears> quiet. I'm like, oh man, I, okay. I got to, I got to give her a number now. You know yeah. what I mean? I, when it gets to that point, I'm like, you better tell her like, hey, there's only two more sets to go or mm-hmm. something at this point. Otherwise, it's not funny. She's anymore. not going to talk to you the rest of the day. <laughs> Dude, it's really one thing that's really interesting is y- y'all really it's really good. You guys ended up with each other because Andy's like low key savage. Andy doesn't post anything. No one really people don't know. <laughs> she doesn't even know how to take a selfie. <laughs> right. Cracks me up every time. <laughs> right. No, there's that. But like this, like she, she's an elite swimmer like what was the thing that she just did alcatraz or yeah, whatever yeah, like how many alcatraz. miles was, how many miles was that shit uh i think it's like a mile and a half or something like that it's not not a crazy distance but it's like yeah, kind it's, of the elements it's, it's open the water ocean, swim yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 sharks like, and shit <laughs> she also swims like every fucking day like yeah. a lot like she's an animal in the water yeah you know so i, I it, it's it, one interesting aspect is just like you two are physical kind of specimen type people together um, and you guys work super hard. So, you know, when people are doing things and they have a partner, right. And they're like, Oh, I wish I could be like this. Like I realized maybe some these people are also savages. So you, mm-hmm. you, you, hopefully your partner's a savage yeah. or else that's going to be kind of difficult to replicate. Yeah. We just kind of think about it, you know, especially on vacation. Um, you know, we went on like a food tour and we did a bunch of stuff and we ate all kinds of weird food and stuff, things that we normally aren't eating. So mm-hmm. we're like, Hey, let's just, make a pact and let's make sure that we exercise every morning. And it's not hard. You know, it's, um, one day we went for a walk and we just kept seeing like a lot of stairs and a lot of hills. And we're like, every time there's a hill, let's jog it. And every time there's Mm -hmm. stairs, let's run up them, you know? And that ended up being like a lot, ended up being a lot of work. We were out for like an hour and we were completely drenched in sweat. So, uh, I mean, for, for each person, it might look a little different. I mean, it could just be a walk, but yeah. why not spend a little bit of time uh, chewing up some calories, maybe doing some push-ups, or a lot of times in your hotel room, there might be access to uh, you know, a, a, a weight room mm-hmm. or an elliptical, something. like Just burn up some energy, burn up some carbs, or burn up some sugar. You know, before you guys were talking about, uh, you and Andrew were talking about the discipline thing, right? And it does because people are probably always ask you how are you so disciplined with the things that mm. you do um because they they well i mean for most people it's hard but uh, you brought up something that that was pretty cool like is it discipline since you like it mm-hmm. like you like working out i like working out andrew you like working out i, I like jujitsu uh you like running now mm-hmm. um we all take care of our nutrition pretty well, but we like it because we know how it makes us feel when we eat like shit. We don't feel like we don't feel good. And when we eat good, we feel good. Right. So is it discipline or is it just like, we feel so good. So we keep doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, it ends up becoming uh, just, just such a huge part of your, a huge part of your life that you feel like you can't go without it. And I think yeah. that's sometimes in the fitness industry, that's what we get excited about. We're like, can we have a message that gets people so excited, so fired up that they get a little taste of fitness? They get a little taste of exercise or what it's like to feel good, what it's like to eat well for a while. And then once they are there, they can't imagine going without it for a long period of time. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of see it with some people, like I guess even for myself with like running, you know, like if you were to ask me, <clears throat> you know, three months from now, <clears throat> 
hey, like, when's the last time you ran? I'll probably say like just a couple days ago yeah. because it's like now it's like now I incorporated it. Now I brought it in. But it, at first it was like, and my expectations are changing as I'm going. So mm-hmm. um, when I would first run, it was like, well, just go for a walk. And then when I'm on the walk, hey, if you feel good enough, why don't you just try to run? Mm-hmm. And there was no expectation of running. Like, why don't you just jog? Why don't you just jog, you know, to that stop sign or jog over this way or that way? And just making it really, really simple. And these are the things I think about a lot. And in talking to a friend recently, uh, he was talking about like all these push-ups and pull-ups and sit-ups that he did every day. And uh, I was just thinking, okay, well, why, why doesn't he do them still? He doesn't do them still because he was doing like a challenge and a challenge, you know, like a carnivore month, right? Yeah. These challenges are, they're difficult. And so therefore they're hard to sustain just because they're hard to sustain. Doesn't mean you don't try them. doesn't mm-hmm. mean you don't do them. Um, you know, trying to do pull-ups and work on your pull-ups for a month sounds like a, a great idea. Uh, but why not, tr- why not think about things a little bit differently and say, I want to like, incorporate fitness into my life you know i want to be a stronger human how do i do that how do i because we're getting a lot of stuff thrown at us we're training the neck uh we're we're soon to get into like probably training the forearms and all that shit too uh we're training the shins you know we're we're like we're really out to lunch when it comes to training nowadays with all the different things that we're starting to we're using the penis pump oh oh yeah we are all the all the different things that we're uh we're working on, but how do you make time for them all? And the way that you make time for them all is you microdose them, mm-hmm. right? You just give yourself little. So if you just said, I'm going to do 10 push ups every day, I'm going to do 10 pull ups every day, I'm going to do 10 jumping jacks every day, I'm going to do 10, you know, if, if it's just like little bits of stuff and you don't add too much of it, like maybe that's too much to add. But if you just pick like one thing, yeah. I'm going to do 10 push ups every day. And I'm going to see if I want to see how many days I can string that together. Mm-hmm. Like you might suck at that. Like you might only string together like five days in a row. So, you know, try to give yourself these small doses, these small bouts. Over time, you can start to raise the expectations of it a little bit and you start to raise uh, what you expect from yourself of it. Yeah. I've been microdosing reading, right? Hey. You know, like, because I've mentioned it's too many times now to oh. be like, oh, I'm a bad reader. But I'm like, I could read one fucking page, right? Mm-hmm. And then I went to read one page, and I'm like, actually, I can't. Like, this is actually kind of fucking hard, as silly as that sounds. Okay. But when I switched to a Kindle, I made the like the, the text like really big, so it's like easy for me to read. Oh, so it was an eyesight thing? No, no. Well, it puts part of it. Yes. Like okay. I've I've mentioned, I've gone on stupid rants where I'm like, books are designed you know, stupid <laughs> because I'm like, there shouldn't be any print on the left side because the spine it's like curved and like <laughs> I, I can't see that side, so I got to like do this. Uh, so on a, on a, on a paper white though, it's like really cool. And then I can make the text really big. So like one page on a paper white is like a paragraph or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm just going to read one page and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like, I have to like be like, okay, I, I can only read for like the next five minutes because if not, I'm going to keep going. So like mm-hmm. it, it started off very slow and then eventually got bigger. But then now it's like, 
Stephanie got me a magazine because it was a, it was like a biggie 25th anniversary like edition of this magazine. And so I'm like, dude, I'm going to like read this. Like before I would just look at the pictures and then be like, oh, that was cool. I'm like, no, I'm actually reading this fucking magazine. Yeah. As again, as silly as that sounds as a 36 year old man being like, I'm actually going to read it. Uh-huh. Like that's wild. And it's weird that Biggie's been dead longer than he's been alive now. Oh shit. I know. Wow. He was alive for 24 years and he's been dead for 25 now. Mm. You know, real, when you were mentioning the microdosing thing and how, mm-hmm. like, there's, there's a lot of different ways. Number one, if for some reason there are aspects of your fitness that you feel are hard for you to maintain, just like Mark mentioned and Corey Schlesinger, if you haven't seen that episode, go watch it. He's talked about that on the, both of his episodes now of microdosing different aspects of your fitness. For example, I'm trying to like work my grip. I'm trying to do different calisthenics things. So I have these base blocks, trainers, things that once in like literally by my kitchen, I have the trainer and in the other room I have the dip bar. And when I pass by these objects, mm-hmm. I will do some L sits on the, on the uh, fucking trainer and just sit there for a bit. And then I'll go and do what I need to do in the kitchen before I go upstairs. I'll do something on the dip bar. Um, I have the captains of crush thing. I have one of them in my car. So when I'm driving, I'm literally just going like this and then I switch hands and I'm going here and then I have another one. Like you can keep things around. So you are, I mean, it doesn't, how is that strength for you of, of those? The two is super easy. I think I have the four and it's not difficult either. I can squeeze mm-hmm. it. So I'm doing nice, reps of nice. that. So I'm going to, I have a, the three is going to be coming in. So they're good that I can get higher reps. Right. Right. right, right. Um, but I also need to, like, I need a, I need a, periodize it right right so i need like probably level five and six Mm -hmm. or probably level five and maybe six too so i can maybe get some three hard reps and then go back to the other ones and maybe get tens fifteens twenties but i i'm i'm digging it a lot nice i'm digging a lot sell that program (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but the mace too that we have Mm -hmm. in the gym man for for my wrist because my wrists are a limiting factor, says they're, I have bitch wrists. Uh, they're a limiting factor for handstands and some other things, but my wrist strength has been... You don't have bitch wrists. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Mark? I mean, subjectively, okay, I'm not saying I have mm-hmm. bitch wrists. I'm not making... But, like, subjectively, my wrists are very small for mm-hmm. how big my other extremities are. So, I need to really strengthen these fuckers. Strengthen all the little muscles around mm-hmm. there. Um, and microdosing is helping with that because I don't just come into the gym and do a a two-hour workout, and I'm done for the day. I'll do my workout. That's like maybe 45 minutes, but then I'll have other stuff during my day that's making my goals easier. This is something that somebody can do in an office at work while they're driving. Um, it's 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 not... You're making it an bad. atomic habit. You know, you're mm-hmm. right. You're kind of James clearing the situation. You put stuff uh, in areas that makes it more convenient. Um just like somebody might get into a pattern of putting their keys and wallet in a similar spot. Mm-hmm. Why do we do that? Well, it saves a lot of fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> you put put it in the same spot on your way out the door of your house and then you know where it is. You don't have to fuck with it. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you real quick, mm-hmm. dude. Don't forget what you're about to mention, but how long did it take for you to enjoy the aspect of running? Like to like going out there and running and then run? Uh, it happened pretty quickly, but I have been like messing with running, I guess, for like on and off for like two years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say like more recently with like leaning into it more, uh, maybe like two, three months. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It didn't, didn't take, yeah, it didn't, it didn't take that long. Running is like running is something that, you know, and walking they're, 
you don't really need an atomic habit for that. Like you don't really need, there's not really much, there's not like preparation for it. You mm-hmm. could just go and do it. It's free and you can kind of go do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I, I like to recommend that a lot for people is like, the gym is always like a thing, like a workout is like a thing. You got to drive to a destination and then you got to like, you think you have this like set hour that you have to do it every day. It's just, you can walk literally at any time. Yeah. And running wise right now, because the weather's nice, um, I can run at any time. When it gets to be hot, I'm going to have to make different decisions. Like it's just not safe mm-hmm. to run uh, directly in the heat when it's 140. It's, it's not smart, you know? So yeah. I'll have to run in the morning or run later at night, you know, those kinds of things. But, you know, with, with the, the atomic habits, I, I think that you just try to set your day up in, in whatever way is going to, like, what's just, what's just going to be the easiest thing for you? Like, what's the, like, just how do you lower the level of, of uh, entry into any of the things that you want to really work on? The other thing is, too, is if you start to work on something and there's so much pushback from your body, so much pushback from your mind, then maybe that's okay. Like maybe it's maybe just not ready for it. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't feel like using the elliptical every morning. It's fucking fine, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. fine. Like you, you tried it for three weeks and you were wishy washy with it the whole time. You hated it. You tried to listen to uh, you know audio books. You tried to listen to motivational shit, and you just you you didn't want to do it. Mm. Well, hey, maybe try something different. Maybe go for a walk. Um, Maybe try to work out a different time. Maybe just in the morning you only stretch and meditate. Fucking do something different and then see if that can be something that can be ingrained. Because there's no one saying that you have to like do anything any real particular way, I don't think. I think from from our standpoint, as podcasters, we would love to see people utilize some form of resistance training. We would like to see some people work on, um, in addition to that, doing some sort of mobility work, getting some good nutrition getting some good sleep, but like there's still a lot of wiggle room within all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there is a lot of wiggle room. Um, and you know, the, the reason why I was asking you how long it took you to enjoy running truly enjoyed is because it is a tough thing. When you start doing something, you don't like it immediately. Mm-hmm. Like even when I started jujitsu, as much as I was like, I want to get good at this. It wasn't, all it it didn't feel good going in and being confused about everything for a long time, like really being confused because Cassio would show a movement. and I'd be like, what the fuck did you just do, man? And I was already like five months in and I'm still like, what the fuck did you just do, man? Like, when is this going to make sense? <laughs> but, you know, having the goal that I had in the back of my head. I understood that I just need to embrace the suck of this, Mm -hmm. embrace how shitty this is for a little bit, because there's going to come a point when this is pleasurable, you know? And and it's like, I think, you know, when you do start anything, most people do set goals for themselves, like whether they're trying to uh, lose a certain amount of weight or attain a certain body, they do have this goal that they're like, I want to achieve this. But getting past the initial period, whether it's going to be three months, whether it's six months or eight months of the thing that you're doing, that's going to get you towards that goal. Getting past the period of which it's not that great, which it doesn't always feel good or which most of the time it doesn't feel good doing this. That's something that you're just going to have to do because wrapping back to what we were talking about before, 
working out and all these things aren't hard for us because there was a period when it was, there was a period where it was, didn't always feel that great, but we got past that. And now we're at a point where number one, it's a habit, but number two, it's a truly enjoyable habit for us. There is none of us here are going into gym like, oh, you got to go work out again, or I got to go do jujitsu again, or oh, I've got to go eat this steak again, because we've gotten past the point where it's, it, it kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah, this is um, in James Clear's uh, Atomic Habits. He has this graph. Uh, Damn it, I can't see. I can't oh, see Valley it of Disappointment. This yeah, is cool. so it's basically, I can't see it on my end, but like what you think it should be, like what your progress should be on something. You think it's just going to be a linear, like I'm going to start and I'm going to suck right now and then I'm going to get better as I go. But actually it's like more of like a, I don't know, like a like a wide U-shape thing mm-hmm. where it's like you get into the, get a couple weeks in, you make some progress, but then it's like, oh, I'm actually, I don't know anything about jujitsu and I'm the more I learn, the oh, less shit. I know. And then so you take a little dip and that's called the valley of disappointment where mm. you're just like, um, this isn't for me. But then if you keep at it, you know, that dip goes into back to the upwards progression again and then you take off. And yeah, I, I know I've gave up on a lot of things right around here where it's just like it dips down. A really good friend of mine Oops. started, I was a blue belt and he started jujitsu with me and he was actually enjoying it for a bit. He did it for like eight months but about five months in, six months in, he's like, man, none of this stuff is making sense. I'm like, dog, that's normal. Like shit didn't really make sense for me until a year and a half in. Then mm-hmm. things started to click. But he's like, dude. And then he quit at like month eight. And he, everyone was looking at him like, dude, you're actually, he was really good for a white belt. He moved quick. He was, he was explosive. He was strong. He was getting the hang of things. But he quit at month eight. And he was like, ah, it's just not for me. And truly, I don't think it wasn't because it wasn't for him. I think it's because he just wasn't able to get past the valley of disappointment part of jujitsu where it really does make sense. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's really like just you feel like you're perpetually in this loop of being the same and you're not making progress, but you are. And that's something that no matter, not even specifically to jujitsu, to everything that is something that you need to just trudge through. It's inevitable. You have to walk through it. Pop Project Fam, this episode is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot Shoes. We've been wearing these shoes for almost a year now. They're flexible. They have a wide toe box. They allow your feet to get connected to the ground, and they will make your feet stronger, and they don't look like shit like a lot of these other barefoot <laughs> shoes. Andrew, how can they get them? You guys got to head over to VivoBarefoot.com and check out enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Let's get back to this video. I think also too, you got to remember, like we're we're choosing these things. Yeah, you know, it's different than school. You know, school like you're mm-hmm. stuck in science class. You know, um, there might be certain things in that particular class that interest you, but a lot of times there's not, and you're just so like being forced to like learn something is way different than um, than thinking that if you investigate it, it's in your best interest. Uh, let's say it's something like, I don't know, homeowner's insurance, like fucking boring, right? Uh, who wants to learn about that? Well, I don't know. If you think it's advantageous for you, then you probably won't mind at least watching a YouTube video about it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. trying to learn more about mortgages or loans or trying to have better financial literacy. Um, maybe it's all boring. Like I don't, I've never really dove into a lot of that stuff because I just don't care. 
you know, for me personally, but I'm lucky that my wife knows a lot about it. Very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, wor- it works out well. What do you mean you got student loans? Eh, it'll take care of itself. Yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> it's like, no, it won't. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, it'll it'll work out. It'll work out. <laughs> You'll see. I know. <laughs> but you know, there there's there's just so much access nowadays to to learn stuff and to at least get like small doses of of these things. And sometimes when you do learn them, and you do figure out a move that gets you out of something, gets you out of a shitty situation, maybe you have a lot of debt. Uh, you figure out a move that helps you to lose some weight. It starts to feel really fucking good, and then you're like. Oh my God, I kind of didn't even really, I thought that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. And it is for you. It's all there. It's all for everybody. That's a phrase you hear a lot. (laughs) It's just not for me or I thought that wasn't for me. I'm not a fitness guy. That that diet didn't work for me. (laughs) Oh, I'm not. Well, for me, I'll say I'm not flexible. And it's like, well, you, you choose, you're choosing, you're choosing to stay in the current situation that you're in. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm working on it now, but I chose to stay in a certain I chose to stay a certain way for a long period of time. Now I'm trying to choose something different and I am starting to see results, even though the results aren't huge, they're there and I feel better. So now I'm encouraged, but it took a while to even get to that point (coughs) of getting any sort of encouragement. Actually in the beginning, the first like two weeks of even doing some of the go to stuff like that shit just, it ended up hurting my feet ended up hurting my shins Mm. ended up hurting my back. I mean, it was just all like, it wasn't like pain. I wasn't like, you know, but getting out of bed, I was like, holy fuck, man. Stretching is no joke. This is di- like it was a different type of pain that I wasn't used to. The top of your feet when you were sprinting, Andrew? Oh, the top of my feet were killing me. But going back to the Gota stuff, after that first like uh, two days of messing with it, dude, I, I woke up with my my feet were really sore. Like mm-hmm. I had a gingerly like step because I'm like, what? I love it when you say that because I just picture you just like. Yeah, just like. <laughs> Real, yeah, real gingerly. I had to be real soft on my feet. I had to pretend I was walking on clouds because I was like, wow, like, what the heck? Like, how can, how have my feet never hurt this bad? <clears throat> Sorry, I inhaled coffee and so it went down the wrong pipe. Good, brother. But it, yeah, dude, it's incredible. And then, of course, the, uh, the sprinting and thing, you know, that I thought for sure the bottom of my feet was going to be like a, you know, like a cheese grater was taken to it. Mm-hmm. But no, it was everywhere else that was very sore. And my Achilles is finally like good, but that was really bad. And the, I think a cool thing about what's going on with us is uh, you've probably been like this for a while and I feel like I've been like this for a bit now, but as we're trying new things, we're also getting our, we're also used to the beginning of things sucking. And because we understand that innately, not probably not even thinking about it, we can be so bad at something, but we now look at that as, ooh, this is a nice challenge. Like, mm. that's how we look at it now. We don't look at it as like, oh, I'm not good at this, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to keep doing it. It's like, oh, I'm not good at this, so I need to lean the fuck into this. Yeah. Because when I can get decent or proficient, I don't need to become the best. But if I can get proficient, this is probably going to unlock certain things in my body that I, I couldn't do before. This is going to mm-hmm. unlock certain capacities that I didn't have before. And it's going to... I'm not, I'm going to have less weaknesses. Yeah. And like the, um, the, well, I guess I'll say the ego, but like the feeling of embarrassment's no longer there. Nope. You know, it's like, I don't know, whatever we go deadlift or something before I would like, I put on one plate at least, you know, and then I'd 
hurt my back or something mm-hmm. and then it's like no because i have to get like to 245 or something you know like i gotta put in some some weight <laughs> now it's just like ah fuck it throw on a quarter and i'll move around with you guys for a little bit mm-hmm. but it took a very long time to feel that and to this day i'll still feel like ah maybe i'll go do this something over here because you know i'm not adequate in whatever it is that they're doing mm-hmm. but no it's been like really nice to just be like i have no fucks to give like it doesn't matter to me anymore yeah no. it doesn't I think you can look at some of this stuff, you know, in like a sciencey kind of way, like a math kind of way. I know there's some lifters that they would just say like when they got to the meet, like everything was predetermined. There was no reason to really feel like real nervous or um, to uh, be overly charged up before a lift. Uh, they just said, I did these calculations. I ran these numbers. Mm-hmm. I lifted these weights. I started out with a five by five and worked my way down to singles over the course of you know, 12 weeks, I, I prepped, I prepared for this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with a bodybuilding show. Uh, there's a lot of people that in bodybuilding, they freak out the last week or two weeks uh, before a show. We saw that a ton in powerlifting where people were sh- changing their shoes and changing their stance. And the contest is like a week away. It's like changing their belt. They're like, oh, I need a different belt. And w- what was really going on is they just did, they didn't have it. Yeah. They, 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 uh, they overestimated where their strength was going to end up. They went to do a lift in the gym. It wasn't what they wanted. And because it wasn't what they wanted, that now they think they need a different belt or a different. And it's like, uh, these things are going to have to be worked through at some other time. So if you look at these things as like, I'm a believer that everything is solvable. Um, and so therefore, anything that you deal with in life, whether it's, you're sad or uh, unhappy with a certain situation. Um, Everything can be solved. There's a, there's a, there's a resolution. Uh, And when we don't have resolution, uh, there tends to be like a lot of friction all the way to the point where there can be like war, like war is a byproduct of uh, just a complete misunderstanding. People not understanding each other, people not being able to communicate uh, what they want to communicate with one another. And so mm. one imposes their will on the other and you end up with fucking people dying because of it. Mm. Fucking ri- ridiculous in a lot of ways if you think about it. But uh, we've had that for, you know, millions of years, right? Um, and back to like, as it pertains to like lifting, you know, people would try to make all these changes or bodybuilding the last like week or two. They try to make all these changes. And if you stick to the plan, then you get on stage and you do your poses you got fifth place. You didn't uh, podium. You didn't get, you know, you wanted to finish top three. It didn't work. Fine. Now it's just go back to the drawing board, learn from the mistakes. That's how anyone gets better at anything is through mm-hmm. error correction. You correct the errors of your ways and you say, look, well, I shouldn't have really crashed diet, you know, and I, if I'm being honest, I did fucking eat a shit ton of peanut butter in this prep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I didn't do the cardio I was supposed to do. If I'm being yeah. honest, I I could have put a little bit more into those workouts, right? And so I think a lot of what we're talking about here today and when it comes to dedication and motivation and whether you have the will to want to do something or not, if you end up doing it, then clearly you had the will. If you didn't end up doing it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have the will. What it could also mean is that you're just not that interested in it at the moment or the price that you're paying to do the thing is not, uh, it's not giving you a, a reward enough or at mm-hmm. least you don't feel like it's giving you a reward enough 
at the moment, but you might need to change your expectations of what you think you're going to get back from it. Because yeah. if you walk out of jujitsu on day one thinking that you're going to be a badass, you know, you got another thing coming. Uh, if you go into powerlifting, take that ass. That's what they're going to Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think we bring up jujitsu so much because we know even people that haven't practiced it. Um, again, like that's, it's a problem solving situation. Like what, yeah. like, uh, when is there a better time to be calm than when someone says, fuck you, motherfucker, mm-hmm. we're going to go at it. If you don't have the skill set, you're going to panic and be like, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm kind of strong. I've thrown some punches, so I'm just going to throw this bomb and hope it like lands on this guy. Going to Eddie Hollett? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Gonna, ah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throw some massive haymakers. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eddie, if you're watching. Uh, you did something that I would never fucking do. So anyway, kudos. We, we should but, talk about that. <laughs> but like somebody's got a problem with Casio. Oh fuck no! Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he's he's gonna be kind. Of, he's probably gonna have a smile on his face. He's gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gonna be like, unless you're you know some dude from another planet or something, you're you're not gonna really be able to do. And he's just gonna put you to sleep. Yeah, it's gonna be a joke, he, or he's just gonna get you in a move or a hold where you can't move. He probably won't even hurt you. Yeah, probably just be like, hey, okay, you still want to <laughs> you still want to continue this? This is ridiculous, right? Yeah. So. You know, having a skill set and, and working on like building out that character, I think is is the most important thing you do. So when you go to do something, it might kind of suck and the reward might not be great. But over time, the reward will be fucking amazing. Absolutely. Man, this brings me out to something that Andrew was mentioning earlier. I got to say, again, um, we'll probably talk about it. But Eddie, yeah, you ain't going to see this unless somebody sends it to you. But bruh, uh, I was, that's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke i don't want to take one of your punches you punch hard <laughs> no fuck no but i i just i have to I, the haymaker was wild brother. yeah just like, it, it, it worked early on but what did. i what i wanted to mention was um in uh that, that vr boxing game that i yeah, have yeah yeah i forgot what it's called but like that's literally how i box like the the better fighters like i just fucking hide way 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 back i even go southpaw because i can be quick with my right hand and that's all I do the whole time. But the same exact stance that he was kind of like way down here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what that, like that clamshell seat, whatever the fuck. Oh, was, he, yeah. was he fucking practicing with a VR box? No, no definitely he was I'm not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that's what I do. And I cheat in VR because you can't get hit because like the computer doesn't, can't get to you. But like, yeah. I mean, I'm literally like crouched down. Like my ass is like towards the fighter because he just can't get me. And I just fucking throw some hey. makers, but. He yeah, he he'd fuck people up in the VR boxing. But I was gonna mention, <laughs> I was gonna mention Andrew. What how many how many people has he just destroyed with that punch out in the streets? <laughs> yeah. right? Jesus Christ! Yeah, that like, because you know that thing hits like you would not want that to land. That's a gross sound when somebody gets oh, cracked. Like, yeah, uh, you know, in like a street fight, you're like, oh. like it's kind of kind of cool to see a fight, but like not when it's sometimes it's like way too much. You're like the head hits the concrete. Yeah, you're like, oh, I didn't want to see or hear that. Like that's not good. But what Andrew was saying, um, I think before we came onto the show was like, you know, you count calories, you did different diets. You were talking about people saying, oh, this diet isn't sustainable. Um, But there's a deeper thing to that. What happened? Well, no, uh, I just to to clarify, it's like, oh, like I did this and I got this result. And like, are you still doing it? It's like, well, well, no, I'm I'm not. Well, then it wasn't sustainable. Now, let's talk about that real quick. And this kind of flows into what you were talking about, Mark, because no, 
uh, maybe doing that speci- specific diet forever wasn't sustainable, but you learned something from those diets. Like I've done carnivore, I've done keto, I've counted my macros for years. Um, I, I've, I've done a strict chicken, broccoli and rice bodybuilding diet when I did my first bodybuilding show, right? And I've been able to take all these concepts into the way that I eat now. Now when somebody asks me, Seema, what's your diet? I can't even explain it to them. Because on a day-to-day basis, I'm eating somewhat differently depending on how I'm feeling. Like there are some days where I don't eat any carbs at all and I just eat meat because I'm like, oof, I just don't feel like eating carbs today. There are other days where I'll have some rice, some veggies, some fruits, and some meat. You know what I mean? But what I, there's still the aspect of everything I've learned from all the different diets, everything I've learned from tracking my macros, from how to make myself feel full, protein leveraging, all of these things are culminated into a sustainable way of eating that I don't even think about. And it's in the background because I just know how to eat now because of those unsustainable diets. Mm-hmm. Like this is the thing. I think it's actually really beneficial to try different diets for a period of time. If keto has, was interesting to you from listening to this show, give yourself a few months on a ketogenic diet. It does not have to be forever. Try it out. If carnivore was interesting to you for some reason, try it out for a few months. Mm-hmm. Because I guarantee that after two or three months of doing carnivore, series picking up everything I'm saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> two to three months of doing carnivore, you'll have taken something from that carnivore diet that now you're going to be able to use on any diet you do for the rest of your life. Same thing with tracking. You don't have to track forever. You didn't track forever. Mm -mm. You did a little bit of tracking and didn't track forever. Chris isn't tracking, but Mm -hmm. he probably got something about the amount of food he eats on a daily basis that's now calculating things at the back of his head. That's how it works. Yeah, I feel like with with tracking, you can understand like, oh, those... That that one in a one one cup ish of rice is actually it's a lot of carbs. It's like a lot more than I thought. That that tablespoon of peanut butter tablespoon yeah. is a lot more fat than I expected. There's that, and then with like a keto or carnivore diet, you're like, oh, I won't die if I don't have carbs with every meal. Mm-hmm. I actually can do this. I can be like Mark and go on you know vacation or go out of town and eat no carbs and still be just fine. And then if you try out fasting for a little bit. Well, well, I mean, you might become yeah. a wizard like us. <laughs> <laughs> well, the strategies are, are great, you know, because sometimes like if you go, let's say if you go to like a breakfast place, mm-hmm. breakfast place, like, you know, you got to kind of make it. I, I think it's a smart idea to make a decision. First of all, you need to make a decision on whether you're just going to go all in on like pancakes or something. Mm-hmm. You know, in that case, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's a little bit different story. That's a case of like having the fuckets. But I think <laughs> <laughs> it's important to make a decision on like, are you going to be more carb heavy or are you going to be more like fat and protein heavy? Yes. Yeah. Because like I can go to like a, a restaurant and if I like, you know, I want to get pancakes or something. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe before I went, maybe I had a protein shaker. Maybe later on I'll have a protein shake or something like that. Or maybe I'll balance out the rest of my diet uh, later on in the day and I'll go pretty hard on the pancakes, but I'm not going to eat like pancakes and like a crazy like omelet that has tons of, I'm not going to mix not that mixing them together in one meal is problematic, fats and carbohydrates, but it just ends up being super calorically dense. Mm-hmm. And so maybe I'll just have a stack of pancakes with with some butter. I'll try to use as little mm-hmm. butter as possible and throw some syrup on there. And that's my that's my meal, mm-hmm. right? But for me, you know, at most restaurants, it's always been really easy to be like low lower carb. Mm-hmm. And so even when we were in Seattle and we were eating like a lot of whatever, I still was trying to have. Uh, you know, still being protein minded, you know, still trying to have like, let me fill up a little bit more on this. 
and then I'll try some of the clam chowder, but I don't need to like, I don't need to like eat tons and tons of it. I just want to get a taste of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm also like, not, you know, like, it's not like I'm 70 years old and I'm just taking one spoon of it and being like, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying the fuck out of it still. Um, and still not missing out on anything. My, uh, nieces and nephews, um, one time, uh, they were like cooking, uh, they were making, uh, some cookies and they're like, and, and the cookies were like, they were sitting out, like they just came out of the oven and they're like, Oh, uncle Mark, you can't, you can't have cookies or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, I can have cookies. And I, I grabbed one and I ate one and they yeah. were like, they were shocked. You know, they were looking at me like little South Park characters with little <laughs> eye blink <laughs> shufflings <laughs> from side to side. Get a cookie. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, I was like, I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want. I just choose to, you know, mainly eat what you guys normally see me eat, which yeah. is like eggs and meat and stuff like that. But yeah, when I want to enjoy something like this, I do. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And you know that that's 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 another thing when it comes to this whole all of this learning about dieting and doing like literally giving yourself time to try different things um, is like we still like like I would I still like cookies I still like pizza I still like these foods but I know that I don't feel physically like when I eat better higher quality foods. I feel better when I eat these foods. And when I make the choice to go eat sushi or have some pizza, I know how I'm going to feel afterwards. I probably won't feel as energetic or whatever. I know what I'm about to put myself through, but it's not something I do crazy often because, you know, I don't think it's bad, but it's not something I do often. It's not something I do all the time. I'll do it on occasion and I know what to expect, right? There, there's, a, there's a slight difficulty if that's your general mode, Right. If, if eating all these processed foods or eating a lot of um, calorically dense, high, like very palatable foods, if that's what you do every single day, because we have people in, 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 in fitness who are like, there are no good and bad foods. And I can I can get on with that. But what we need to understand is that for certain people in these situations where they're eating these foods constantly and they're eating these foods every day, we can say those are not good foods. For certain people who have control over their diet or control over their eating habits and they're eating these things on occasion, it's not every meal, it's not every day, it's not, uh, it's not a habit anymore, those foods aren't bad foods, right? I, I think people can wrap their minds around that. It's like, it's how you approach it. Here's another example. Uh, weed or psilocybin, right? Mushrooms. It's not generally bad if you're doing hero doses every single day and it's stopping you from working <laughs> alcohol alcohol if you're drinking a six-pack every single night it's not good for you if you're having some beer every every so often and it's not bothering your life it's not bad it's so like we need to kind of maybe be careful with how we're saying there are no bad foods for certain people because for certain people those foods are not good just like pornography, right? It could be it could be too much, right? It can um, be too much. Uh, ice cream, you know, like fucking candy. Yeah. Like I mean, there's these things are just they're too easy. And if you were to tell someone like like oh, Ansema, how do you eat? And you just say I eat intuitively. Like if you just said that to somebody who's really struggled, they're gonna be like, I'm gonna try to do what he said. He eats kind of intuitively. And and they're going to probably fall off the rails. They're going to have a really hard time reining it in. And even you yourself have mentioned you weren't able to even do that at certain times. Mm-hmm. What are some things you do now? Because I know like you don't bring stuff into your home. Yeah. 
Um, that's like a kind of a key ingredient to some of your success with your nutrition. And you mentioned that you walk to get ideas for, for those who don't know, and Seema's completely obsessed with videos for TikTok. It's like he's 14 <laughs> years old. <laughs> that's not true. I'm just yeah, messing around. But I'm not. I'm serious. <laughs> uh how do you how do you cultivate these ideas? You mentioned like walking. Like, what are some other things you do in the day? How do you get yourself set uh, for jujitsu? I know like you like jujitsu; it's part of your day. How do you get yourself prepared for like a workout? Is there anything like you have a ritual? Do you like to, uh, or how do you set yourself up for the morning? Do you like to shower in the morning? You shower at night? Like, what's something that you do? Okay, well, um, as far like for the nutrition side of things. Uh, the big thing for me is just not keeping things that I would overeat because I, I still have easily, I, I still have things that I could easily overeat. I just don't keep them in the house. Um, I don't keep them as at arm's length because I have a bunch of better options. I have beef, I have vertical meals, I have all those things. So when I do truly get hungry, I have something that I can make right there. Um, and if I really want something, then I have to go to the store to get it. It's, it's, it makes that maintaining that aspect of my diet much easier because I don't never eat these foods. I don't never eat sushi or pizza from time to time or whatever, but it's very few and far between because I don't keep these things super close to me. So the, the biggest part of that is just not keeping them super close. Along with that, um, I don't drink my calories like, and I've never had an alcohol problem. So I have like alcohol sitting on the counter, but it's not something that I drink often because I don't have a problem with it. But if I did, alcohol wouldn't be just sitting on the counter. I have bottles of shit that have been there for like a year and a half that haven't been opened because again, it's like, if I open it, cool. It's not, it's not an issue for me. So that's just a big concept for nutrition. Um, and we were talking about the walking the other day. I realized that like, cause I'll usually just kind of sit. And if I'm trying to come up with ideas for things we can do, things we can talk about, whatever. Right. Um, I'll sometimes be sitting there, but then I'll just get fucking annoyed and I'll go walk. And then when I'm walking, everything just starts flowing. Right. So I'll just be on my phone writing shit out and just something comes to mind. And it's just it's so much easier to get when you're doing that. Are you, are you listening to anything or are you just walking? I'm usually just walking. I'm usually just walking. Um, I don't usually listen to things because then I start focusing on the music too much. Mm -hmm. But when I can just walk, it, you know, we talked about it. I'll, I'll have my notes app open. But then I'll, I'll just like go to Instagram or something <laughs> for like a few minutes while I'm walking. And I'll, I'll be like, fuck, man, start thinking again. But then something will happen. Something will come to mind. But I've found that personally, I, I, I think I started doing this because you mentioned it. When in motion, things just come better. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to happen. But yes, you did. <laughs> Andrew, tell them about our new cum sponsor. <laughs> Oh, From man. the makers of the penis pump, we now have the cum shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the money shot. The oh, money yeah. shot. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> oh, man. Can that, um, be, can that be a part of the, uh, the ad campaign for the money shot? Sling, this new sling I do shot? think that like we need to like hold it back. Like Me and Nsema can hold it, and you can like stretch it way back. <laughs> and then when it shoots, it just sprays all over the place. <laughs> Ew. oh my god uh -huh. <laughs> all over the camera yeah yeah <laughs> and honestly like for getting ready for workouts now i don't know there doesn't seem to be much like i don't have any rituals for getting ready for workouts for jujitsu other than like maybe the music i listen to before jujitsu in my car but if you got point, done with a podcast right now and mm -hmm. you kind of didn't feel like working out your back's tight or something what, what would you do 
well, I have the luxury of the gym just being right there. Mm-hmm. I would just walk in and start doing shit. So if I were somebody and I wasn't feeling like going to the gym, I would just still go and walk in and start moving, start walking. So on you the just trip. encourage yourself like, dude, go in there and do something. Yeah. And you're going to be totally fine. Yeah. Because once you start, once you start moving with something, you like every, like I'm pretty sore today, but I just did a little bit of backward sled in there and some soreness went away. So it's like, I, that's the thing though. I know that even when I'm not feeling good, moving is going to make me feel better, not sitting down. And that's, that's the weird part about it. Like when you work out more, you'll realize that on the days that you're really sore, number one, you don't have to work out those muscle groups super hard, but you can still go in and just slowly move your body, slowly do things. But as you get your blood flowing and those muscles start to get pumped up a bit, you will feel good, Mm. right? It's like workouts, they don't have to be this arduous thing. They don't have to be this two and a half hour long thing. That's not how my workouts are anymore. My workouts are like 45 minutes to an hour, but I'll do multiple shit during the day along with that. That's why I keep all these things close mm. by. That's why I have the base blocks set up at home because I can just literally hop on it, hold, do my shit, go do something else. What if you're in like a weird mood? Ah, uh, weird mood. Kind of same thing. Still just helps. move. Just say, fuck it, go move. And And that's where I think, you know, it's... You, you got to just do it more. You got to work out more and, and, and get in the habit of these things because you'll realize that I think, uh, what's our, our homie named Ryan from plunge. I think he says cold is medicine. Mm. I don't know if I heard this from somewhere, but like movement is medicine. Like mm-hmm. getting your body moving is the thing that helps you feel better. Not sitting down. Oddly enough, like getting moving, doing anything in the gym will make me feel better even if I'm in a bad mood versus sitting and wallowing in it. Yeah, I would agree. And I, I would go as far to say like you can probably take, uh, you know, three of the number one pharmaceuticals that are recommended and and pair them up against uh, what happens to someone's brain uh, when they go kind of hard on a, uh, an assault bike or just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I do think it does matter. Like if you're challenged a little bit more intensely, I think that that can help too. Oh yeah. But sometimes it takes a moment to even get to that place. But I would just imagine that the cascade of hormones that are going on in your body is probably like just really in your favor. Some of these things are hard. And I know that we always sound like crazy fitness people. We are crazy fitness mm-hmm. people. We really do enjoy it a lot, but it really is, it really can be medication for you. And I'm a huge believer that, you know, for a little while, I, I dove really, really deep for a long time into like personal development stuff. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought, I was like, oh, okay, like mindset, 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 mindset. <laughs> and then I kind of recognized, no, it's not just a mindset. It's like a body set too. Like your mm-hmm. body's got to be set. Body, mind, spirit. I mean, then it, what comes back to fucking what ancient principles have been around forever you know, and here I am discovering it after 30 years of, uh, <laughs> of lifting, thinking I found something. But when you do find it for yourself, uh, it feels absolutely incredible. And I believe that if you're going to fix your mind, you do so through the body. Mm. And if you're going to fix your body, you do so through the mind. People that are in pain, someone like my brother, um, maybe he's got to continue to investigate his mind and he's got to push his mind a little further. Um, Somebody on the flip side who's having a lot of anxiety, who's having a lot of stress, maybe they have to push a little bit harder into that other side. I mean, look what like look at what um, certain things will do for people. Like uh, 
it's like how how anxious how anxious are you going to be if you really have a schedule and a regimen? It's like it's it's kind of harder. Now you might be a little nervous about that too, right? I'm making it, mm-hmm. yeah, like making yeah, making it or just having it. Like yeah. if someone set it for you, and like you're in the following military. it, yeah, you're in the you don't mili- want to miss anything. Yeah, you're in the military or something like that. Like yeah, you might be like, oh shit, now we're doing PT and we're doing these things, and you know when certain alarms or whistles or whatever go off that mm-hmm. you're doing certain stuff. But you kind of catch my drift. Like if you're fucking really busy, it's going to be harder. And if you're busy working on yourself, and I know sometimes that sounds a little selfish, people like, I don't have time for that. If you work on yourself, you're able to help other people. If you're able to help other people, if you're able to start to serve and help other people in magnitude, I just I believe that's something that you can that's that can be monetized in more ways than one. You can make a lot of money from it, but you can also get a lot of love and a lot of um it feels fucking good. It feels good to go somewhere and have somebody say, hey, man, can I just take a picture with you real mm-hmm. quick? Because I really love what you do. Like that post that you made, like really made a difference in my life. And you're like, wow, like that's just for me dragging the sled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that's just for me doing this little, little thing that I I was doing mainly for myself just to like protect myself against the environment. And now this person found utility and now they're doing it. Now they're talking about it. Now they're helping somebody else out. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say like you're able to – you're, you open yourself up to receive that love, but also when you just feel that good, you're able to give it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're able just to be the, the the person that everybody gets happy to see instead of the person that's like, oh, here this fucker comes again, like yeah. Mr. Grumpy Gills. <laughs> Grumpy so yeah, Gills. yeah, the the whole you know, like you you said, you know, motion is the lotion. Motion is oh mm, yeah, it's it so good. It is. It we is gotta we gotta we gotta lotion. sell that motion lotion. <laughs> motion lotion. Just make it a lube. That's actually yeah. a perfect name for a lubricant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Motion lotion from the power, but it has like you know some anti-inflammatory maybe properties for like aches, so you can rub it in other areas. Uh, It's edible, but I guess you wouldn't want to anti-inflammatory. You know, you want an extra. I don't know. It's in development. In development. Mm -hmm. In (laughs) development. I love it. Motion lotion. I wanted to mention one thing too. Uh, (laughs) God damn it, guys. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I really, one thing that I I just found is this really strong correlation from all the episodes that we've done is we've had some really successful individuals come on the podcast, super wealthy people, people that have done really well in business, right? Um, And the ones that had a transformation, let's say that they were bigger and they got into shape, um, they all say that they wish that they focused on that earlier, that they wish that they really got their health handled earlier. They're happy they did it, but that's something that was would have would have helped them out way more because i think one thing is like it, it's not that you can't become a successful individual or make money or whatever if your physical if your body isn't in shape but the thing is is like number one it'll make a difference in just the way you do things the the way you navigate with people around like in settings when your your body is healthy when you're in shape um and you will feel better about yourself. That that like not that you shouldn't love yourself with who you are currently, but you will feel better better about yourself when your body is in shape. And we're not talking about fitness industry shape where you have a six pack abs and whatever. That's cool. But when you just when your body is healthy, when you can move, that will just help you be a better functioning individual with your mind, with your family, with everything else. Um, 
it's important. It's extremely important. And as long as uh, all of us that are, you know, listening and, and, and you're, you're doing the self development, you're meditating, you're doing all this shit. Um, it's great, but really get your body fucking handled. It's important. And it can sometimes seem like there's so much shit to do. But again, these old adages of like, take the stairs when you can, maybe yeah. instead of the elevator. Like if you're someone who's like, I literally don't know where to fit like an actual workout into my day, which usually most people can find a little bit of time to themselves. But look, man, if you hit the stairs every time, you know, every time that you can, that will fucking add up to be a lot. You walk a hill, you park a little further away. I know these are like, these are things that have been around for a long time. People talking about it a lot, but uh, there's another thing that I do more recently in, in Atomic Habits. James Clear talks about the opposite and he talks a lot about pairing stuff, how you, mm-hmm. you want to pair things like, oh, I'm going to be on this side of town. So because I'm going to be on this side of town, I'm going to do A, B, and C. Uh, when you're at home and you're sitting on the couch and you're like, uh, because I'm going to go to the fridge, I'm going to get not only my food, I'm going to get my drink and then I'm going to sit down. What I try to do is I try to actually make it, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? don't pair things together. So for me personally, it's just like, I'm not like obsessed about it. I just think about it here and there when I can to get in extra steps, extra movement. Mm -hmm. So I might, you know, want to get something from the fridge to sit down and watch some TV with my wife. And I might be thinking, oh, you should grab a drink. And then I'm like, no, you know what? If I don't grab the drink, I'm going to be up every 10, 15 minutes. I'm going to continue to get up and keep moving and my body won't get as tight. And it falls in line with some of the things that I've been working on now. And so I might eat a little bit of something. I might get up and get a drink before I sit back down. I might hit my yoga mat Mm -hmm. and do some of my stretches, things like that. So, you know, how can you just figure out a way to just fucking keep moving? I was texting Andrew last night. I went for a run and motherfucking bug uh <laughs> went right into my eye and it totally killed me I hate that and, and it was so it was so funny because uh when i was running yesterday my legs were pretty heavy because i sprinted in the morning like doing those hills and i'm like man this is a this is like a more challenging run than normal and i was running a little faster and stuff but so i had to go like i have go-to stuff that i can like rely on when i, when I need a little pep talk mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm watching uh, Rocky three, like I'm like holding my phone, like watching oh, Rocky three as I'm going. And, uh, this fucking ah. bug, you know, goes right into my eye and it's like Rocky, you know, talking to talking trash to Mr. T saying, ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Whole world's watching, knock me out that whole thing. And so like, I'm using this as motivation, like get through this stupid bug flying to my eye. I'm just like, uh-huh. how ridiculous, <laughs> how ridiculous is that? Is this that I need this motivation because something like a bug, you know, flew into my eye, but that thing rocked my world. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, like I started like running like faster cause I was like disoriented <laughs> and I couldn't see. And then like my nose started running <laughs> and I got like boogers going uh-huh. into my mouth and uh, like I, it, it, it hit my eye so hard and like whatever the hell was going on, it like made me a little sick to my stomach. Oh my God. I'm like, what the, you know? And so I was like, you know what? Just no matter what, just don't stop. And just fucking, just just keep going, you know. So it was 
sometimes you need, you know, sometimes you need a little external uh, push here and there on certain days. But for me, sometimes it's just uh, going to music or, or watching, you know, a clip of a movie. Dude, you and Ross Edgley are on the same page. He took, he, oh, he mm. took a, um, a jellyfish to the face when he was swimming. Oh, man. I'm sure that's a lot worse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dude, my eyes are legit watering, though. Fuck that. That sucks. What's the name of Ross Edgley's book in case people are interested the in checking it out? The Art of Resilience, which is available on Scribd, which I can't stop talking about because it's, it lot, it's, like, yeah. it's like Netflix of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. I'll link it below, but um, I was listening to that on our way to Ohio or maybe back. I don't know. It was a big blur. And, dude, he went through so much shit trying to swim around Great Britain, which, again, I didn't know was a fucking island, but it is. And... One of the things was like he, he was swimming and all of a sudden his face is on fire. It's like, oh, fuck, you know, jellyfish. He can't he can't clear out his goggles because they're just filling up with tears because it just fucked him up so bad. So uh, all kinds of shit happened. He got back on the boat and his friend was like, dude, like you still have the tentacles tied into your goggles. And then he was like, after I took it off, I felt relief. Because finally, like, oh, that's why I'm in so much pain because mm-hmm. it's still there. But I'm like, dude, I that man is he's different. I think my bug flying into my eye story is way more dangerous than what he was doing. Yeah, but, he had people around him yeah, helping he him and shit. He had a whole crew while he was swimming in the ocean. Like, do that without a fucking crew, pussy. Yeah, Plus, it's easy for him to say he's fucking jacked. He's jacked. See how jacked that guy is. He didn't just get off a plane. No, you know. Yeah, he was already in the water. Yeah, if I was that jacked, I mean, it would be easy to. Yeah, look at David Goggins. You're just running. What mm-hmm. the fuck's so hard about mm-hmm. that? Go hard. What is it? Hard? Yeah. Be hard? It, You're not fucking hard. How You're just far, running. How far? How bad could it be? How bad could it be? 100 miles. He's talking about his knees hurting and his feet hurting. What? 100 miles. So what? 100 miles. That's not that bad. 100 miles and running. NWA talked about it years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> I could do that walking. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> It's the walk in backwards. The backwards. Yes. <laughs> do that shit backwards. Negative 100 miles. Beat that. <laughs> Take us on out of here, Andrew. Oh, we're talking shit. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's a good timing when we're talking shit about Goggins. Like, there's no fucking way. You're going to come uh, here and just kill all of us. He's like, well, <laughs> like, what you bitches say? Yeah, well, it'd be funny if I did it. Like, like uh, uh, we didn't say anything. Like the, the old talk shows of the 90s. Like, well, guess what, guys? Anything. Go hard. Yeah. Walks out of the room. You're like, guess what, guys? We got a special guest coming in. David Goggins walks in and just fucks you guys up. <laughs> like, hey, I didn't say anything. But uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. Uh, please drop us a comment on anything you found interesting today. And um, make sure you guys are subscribed. If you're not subscribed, and turn on all the bell notifications, all that good stuff. And uh, follow the podcast at Mark Bell's Power Project on Instagram, at MB Power Project on TikTok and Twitter. My Instagram, TikTok, Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Sima. Where are you at? What are you guys working on? Seriously, like mm-hmm. uh, comment down below. Let us know what you are working on right now. What kind of new shit you're trying to pick up, build habit on. Comment that on the on the YouTubes because y'all are actually pretty active on Spotify, which is cool. But YouTube's where the comments are. And what we're going to be doing is we're making a Reddit community mm-hmm. and we're also going to be making a Discord once we figure that shit out. So, yeah. How do I find Discord? Discord uh, right now. Is that through email? No, Discord, you have to download the Discord app. Do I Discord download app. it straight? We'll to have the, the Discord f- link below. To the files on my computer. Okay, now you're being a fucking boomer. Uh, at Nsima Inyang on Instagram and YouTube. What's a boomer? Only a boomer would ask what the fuck a boomer <laughs> is. Bruh, you're such a dad. <laughs> I'm a boomer at heart, but such I'm technically a, a millennial. You know what's wild, though? 
I was talking to Owen yesterday about Discord, and it's the first time I felt truly old. Mm. Like, I mean, I'm not old. I'm 29. But just the fact that I didn't understand, I'm like, this is who the fuck I've become. The guy who doesn't understand an aspect of technology. Mm-hmm. This was who I promised myself I'd never be. It only gets better. And see my Indian on Instagram, YouTube, and see my Indian on TikTok, Twitter, Mark. I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weak. This week is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.